0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. We're headed to the pitch this week on Mox on the Mic. Gavin McKinney, the head coach of Chattanooga's women's soccer, will join us. The new schedule has been released. You can view it right now by going to gomox.com. The home portion of the schedule kicks off on Wednesday, August the 11th. Until then, here's a preview with head coach Gavin McKinney. So does it feel normal now? I mean, with everything that you guys have been through in the last, you know, year and a half plus, is it starting to feel normal again? Yeah, definitely.
1: So even with the recruiting period or dead period having just opened on June one, things are back to full swing for us. So we've been we've been nonstop this summer recruiting the camps, and then before we know it, we're gonna be back to the season here.
0: Yeah, You guys, uh, you've got your schedule that has, uh, that has been released now. You've got um, two SEC teams on here. Let's start with that. You guys are going to open up in Nashville uh, on Sunday, August the 8th, against Vanderbilt, and then you've got Tennessee coming to town later on in September. Tell me a little bit about those uh, two matches and, and kind of how those came about.
1: Yeah, it's actually three SEC opponents because we have Auburn on the schedule too. So we, we go away to Auburn in September. Um, but yeah, the, the Vanderbilt match, that's five days into our preseason camp. So uh, an early test for us to, to see what we're about. They were in and around the top 10 in the country last year. So uh, like I mentioned, yeah, we want to be challenging ourselves at the top level and we'll definitely get that in that first preseason match. And then the two non-league matches against Auburn and the University of Tennessee, uh, both great tests for the group before we head into our league play, and that's what it's all about. We, we want to play against top competition all the time, so we're ready for our SoCon play.
0: Given the way you guys played last year, do you feel – and I know you're bringing a lot back. Is this group – do you feel maybe more confident uh, going into this season than what you've seen from uh, Chattanooga soccer in the past?
1: Yeah, well, we've continued to make strides forward, so hopefully we'll we'll keep on that track come this fall. We've got a great group of individuals returning for us, and some good newcomers coming in. So, if, if as long as we we work hard, we've got that unity about us, I think we'll be okay this fall.
0: A little bit about uh, the rest of this uh, the rest of this schedule now, uh, especially the uh, the non conference. Let's talk about those that uh, will be at home at the Chattanooga Sports Complex. You got UAB and Georgia State, Austin P. We mentioned Tennessee, Moorhead State, all of those will be here before you begin Southern Conference play. And Jacksonville State uh, visits uh, early as well for an August date uh, as they will be at the UTC Sports Complex. So just a little bit about the quality of play that that folks are going to be able to see uh, when they come out and uh, and watch you guys.
1: All competitive games. So if you look at that non league schedule and you take a look at our home games that we have. If, if you're a soccer fan in Chattanooga, come out to any one of those and you're gonna see a really good match. So we've, we've set that schedule up. So again, um, it's competitive. We can challenge the group. We can make it tough for them because the Southern Conference over the last several years continues to get more difficult. So that's the purpose of those 10 non-league games we get. Um, I believe we'll be able to get more fans into the sports complex this fall, which is exciting. So hopefully we can draw on some of the youth soccer players, um, and again, just local soccer supporters to come out and watch some good football.
0: We've talked about the UTC Sports Complex before when, when we have visited. Um, I, I just think it's a gorgeous facility. I, I love the setup. Uh, you know, bring your lawn chair, bring your blanket, and come out and enjoy an afternoon or, or an evening with uh, with Chattanooga soccer. But uh, an opportunity for you to talk about uh, not just the turf and the surface, but just everything that's happening um, around that complex uh, over near the old Ingle uh, Stadium.
1: Yeah, well, the proximity to campus is really good, right? So, and I think that's a draw. We can get more students down to watch matches. It's in a great location here in town. It's a massive area. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Um, You can bring out blankets in your own chairs. We typically would have um, bleachers in the facility. They took them out due to COVID this past year, but those surely will be back in come this fall. So more seating for people if they don't happen to bring their own seats. But nonetheless, um, I think it's a fantastic soccer facility. We'll have all of our banners up. We've really made it uh, look like a proper Division I soccer facility. And it's only going to continue to get better in the future, as I know. There's plans to do some things out there eventually, locker rooms for us and things along those lines.
0: All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the um, let's talk a little bit about the Southern Conference now. Uh, you know, it was a I thought really kind of a momentum builder for you guys to get the draw with with Samford um, early in the season last year. It felt like that kind of propelled you guys. Uh, forward uh, I mean, I think you won what is it five out of your next six after that so it's it It felt like it kind of propelled you guys forward talk a little bit about the Southern Conference and uh, you know who's coming back and, and who concerns you
1: everybody will be good everybody will be improved and that's that's the one thing I learned early on in 2015 when I first took the job first took the job uh, here in Chattanooga how good the Southern Conference was and um, to we were at the bottom of the league at that point in time. So we had to get significantly better in a short period. And look, we think we've, we've made really good strides since 2015. Um, but now for us to not only sustain where we are, which was the top three last spring and continue to push forward, we have to get better and better at what we do. So we expect every single match in Southern Conference play to be difficult. If you look at the results from last year, many of them were one goal games to goal in it and that's not going to change so you've got to you'll earn everything you get in so complex
0: you feel like you guys have have you are you seeing enough improvement that you feel like you guys can can continue to challenge for the top spot
1: we will take one game at a time once we get into southern conference play but we really like our team we're confident in what we do we, we have an identifiable style of principles of play which we stick by and. As long as we continue to progress in the football that we play, uh, I think we'll have a good chance come the end of it. But it's going to be up to us come August 3rd when the girls check in and the work we put in up until SOCOM playing throughout it.
0: You, got, uh, you have two senior goalkeepers this year, right, in Ashton and, and Abby. Um can you talk a little bit? I know that's kind of been an ongoing battle between between those two going back and forth. What about depth there behind those two seniors?
1: Yeah, so Abby and Ashton are both fantastic. And then you've got Sydney, who was a freshman last year, who's a very competitive keeper. She's been playing in the WPSL this summer. So that's gonna be that's gonna be difficult once they come in again to battle it out in training each day for us to make decisions on who's gonna play on the weekend and we're very fortunate that we have the three of them and yeah um Abby and Ashton both have extra years of eligibility due to covid so neither of them will graduate next year for us so we we're we're good and solid in that position for the next several years
0: how tough is it with the the extra year from covid you know and and how can, can you just talk about roster management and kind of what you're you're looking to do with it here over the next uh 2 to 3 years as as those those that were affected by COVID and and have that extra year, they're going to kind of have to cycle through the program now. So what are your, what are your thoughts on just kind of roster management uh, knowing that's, uh, that's a possibility?
1: Yeah, it's definitely changed the landscape of, of NCAA sports. I think with the extra year of eligibility, us in particular, we, we really like our group, right? So we're happy that we get some of them back for that extra year because it's continuity over a period of time, whereas typically you're on that constant cycle of players coming in and then replacing those players when they go out. And it's, it's nice to be able to work with players for just a little bit longer. In my opinion, it does have an impact on future recruiting classes. So our next few recruiting classes will, will be smaller. Um, so we'll really have to peg certain positions and individuals that we think can come in and make an impact for us. But Roster, roster size, we'll try and stick in, in and around the number that we typically do, I think, once you start getting over 30 in our sport, 11 play, maybe a handful of players come off the bench and make an impact. Once you start getting really, really big in your roster, and there's going to be some Division One rosters, from what I understand, above 30, that's a lot of individuals uh, not seeing playing time, you know. So I, I think it's tough to have everybody stay involved and feeling a part of it when you have a squad that that's big. So hopefully we can manage our roster size and keep it around that number, which we like.
0: As a coach, though, do you do you like the idea of having a of having an older, a more mature roster, a group that has kind of been through the war, so to speak, already?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to be said about experience. And I, I mentioned our, our way of playing. We, we've got a certain principles that we play by. and um, For us, we're, we're now given an extra year to continue to improve that and make that better with the group of players that have really taken us to the next level, in my opinion, right? So they're, they're a part of that group that has really driven us forward here within the Southern Conference play. So for us to get them for that little bit of extra time, I love that.
0: Where do you guys need to improve the most uh, before the the twenty twenty one season gets underway?
1: Um, I don't know if I would peg a specific area because look, I mentioned that goals are hard to come by um, in in our sport, right? Every, every game there's maybe a goal in it, you know. Now, if you if you look at the statistics, obviously you, you would look at it and point to the um, attacking play, um, the goals, the assists, the chances created. All that kind of good stuff, right? We've been very good on the other side of it and keeping clean sheets. We've, we've, um, we've, we've had several team records, program records over the last several years from the defensive side of things. Both of our goalkeepers were up there in um, goals against and all that kind of good stuff in Southern Conference play last year. So you you would look to the other side of the field and think we need to improve our attacking play. I think we have a lot of really good players that can go forward and create chances for us. So. Hopefully things will fall our way in that regard. But I just think overall, our overall play, it, it needs to continue to progress and develop. And if we do that, we'll be okay.
0: What's the summer been like for you guys?
1: Busy. Like I mentioned, June 1, the dead period was lifted. Um, we, we weren't able to recruit for well over a year, you know. So to be back out on the road and identifying players and watching them, um, I think it's been great, again, back to normalcy, you said at the very beginning, um, and then after that, it's, it's been camps, so identifying players on our own campus, we've got a really big high school team camp coming up in about a week and a half, where we've got nine high schools throughout the state of Tennessee coming in to do a mini preseason, and then the student-athletes, they've been left to, to kind of work on their own, you know, we don't get any countable hours, with um, soccer players throughout the summer. So it's up to them to put the work in. They've been given really detailed summer fitness packets. Uh, we've got a group here in town who's working working out with our strength coach and doing fitness together and getting themselves ready. So a busy summer, a good summer, and we're, we're going to be back in that whirlwind pretty soon of the season on, on August 3rd.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess you get your your team back August 3rd, and then you guys, the, the turnaround time is is pretty short so I would imagine in a situation like this where you're going to have to be on the pitch pretty quickly after after getting those kids back and and kind of under your wing a little bit uh, it makes the work they're doing now and the work that they've done over these 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 last you know six weeks or so even more important doesn't it
1: 100 percent. you have to have a group of uh, driven motivated athletes if you want to succeed early in your season because if you have a group that comes in unfit you're not going to get them fit in five days before you play Vanderbilt University right they're probably going to hit their fitness maybe when you hit SoCon play so we have to hope that our group has done the fitness all throughout the summer so they come in and it's just us gauging it seeing where the fitness levels are at and then getting a sharp and organized into that first game because five days is is a really short turnaround to go and play a preseason match. And then three days after that, we play Jacksonville. And then a week after that, we're into our non-league play against UAB, right? So we we have to hope that, uh, that the girls have went away this summer and they've taken care of business and they're ready to go.
0: I'm counting six freshmen this year. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And we have one transfer, a newcomer as well.
0: Tell me a little bit about the newcomers. Um, who are you most looking forward to to seeing? Is there somebody out of this group you feel like can can come in and and have an impact this year?
1: We like them all. That's why we recruited them. So we they all they all offer something different. They we think they balance us out throughout the squad. We've got a center forward in the group. We've got a player that can play wide. Players that can play central midfielder, a center back. Um, and then our transfer coming in is also a central defender so we, we think it's a well-balanced group all fantastic players really good people we think they're really going to fit in from the football side but also within the team uh, and yeah we, we like them all we're excited about them and and very unique actually a group of them um all of the incoming freshmen actually played on the same club team this past year right which is really rare now they didn't play their club soccer together all throughout their youth careers but they ended up um, joining the same team over the last couple of years. And uh, so, yeah, they, they know each other really well um, and, and they'll come into the group and hit the ground running.
0: That's awesome that you're bringing in a group that they're kind of familiar with each other at least, right?
1: Yeah, they certainly are. Yeah, so they're familiar with each other. And look, we, they're from the Nashville area and we have a group of players in our team who are from, from that area themselves. So they would be familiar with the freshmen that we have coming in. and um, Yeah, again, I I think it will be a really good transition. They're currently here in in summer class for them. So they're in our bridge program, which is a program for freshmen student athletes, just to let them acclimate to life being on campus before we head into the regular semester. And they're working hard. They're in with the strength staff and doing fitness with the girls. And then the two that aren't here, um, they're doing the same thing at home. They're getting ready at home and they'll come in ready and fit.
0: and yeah, we're we're excited about the group. And coach, I, I want to encourage folks, look, Wednesday August the 11th, Thursday August the 19th, that might be kind of tough with people trying to you know, juggle work and kids going back to school. But there's a Sunday game on August the 22nd against Georgia State. I want to encourage folks to, to be able to come out and not only just uh, watch you guys play, but see the UTC Sports Complex and, and just what a really neat environment it is that, that you guys have to be able to play in. But for those that haven't seen Chattanooga soccer, describe the style of play and what they're going to see.
1: Yeah, so if, if they're soccer fans, I think they would come out and really enjoy the style that we play because we, we do look to build the football up and maintain possession. And we're, we're not keeping possession just to keep possession. We're looking to connect and play through the to center into the final third and create chances. And when we don't have the ball, we're looking to press to win it back and hopefully dominate our opponent, right? But that's the other team's aim as well. So I think we play a really good style. Um, if you're a youth player in town, most youth academies will have you playing a similar style where you're playing a possession oriented style when your team has the football. So I think come out and watch it done at a little bit of a higher level. You'll really enjoy it. Um, Families come out because again, you can make it a family day. We've got a couple of Sunday games that are going to be in the evening Georgia State. That's going to be a 6 p.m. kickoff, the University of Tennessee. That's going to be a Sunday game. That's a 6 p.m. kickoff. So you can get Your NFL game's in, and then you can come on out and and watch us play there at 6 p.m. on those Sundays. So any of those home games that we have are going to be fantastic, and we'll do our best to put on a good show for all the fans that come out.
0: So how much of the Euro 2020 did you watch over the course of the summer?
1: You know, not as much of it as as I would like just because we've been so busy with recruiting and camps, but anytime I didn't have that and my two little girls weren't uh, jumping all over me and having me play with them, I was able to turn the TV on and, and watch a little bit of the Euro and, and it was a good tournament heartbreak for my assistant coach and my GA both from England. Um, and they, they were, they really wanted that trophy, but it, it didn't go their way. Once it went into penalties, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I thought England was going to win it, but that's the way it goes, you know?
0: All right. I, I can't let you get off here is we're, uh, we're taping this, uh, I guess, right out about a week before the uh, before the Olympics start. Give me your thoughts on the U.S. women's national team and, and how you think uh, they're going to fare. I hope they go, you, you know, and have a really good tournament,
1: you know, and they're typically the favorites when they go into that thing, and they've got such a strong side uh, from all facets. So, I think they're going to be difficult for anybody to beat. Um, but that's always one of the more exciting ones for me at the Olympics is, is the women's soccer. I think it's ultra competitive. You've got some other nations that are very, very good. Me growing up in, in Canada, I hope the Canadians do quite well too, you know? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we've got a, a Japanese player and how and Japan always has a strong women's team as well. And that's where it's hosted, right? So uh, I'll be definitely watching. Hopefully I'll see a little bit more of that than I did the Euro, but Knowing our current schedule, it'll probably be the same. I'll be watching matches when I can in between all the things we have going on.
0: That's good for you. And I mean, I know it's, I think it's good for this sport uh, when the national team, men or women's, uh, does incredibly well. But I, I would imagine for you in particular, uh, anything that brings more attention to uh, women's soccer is, is a good thing for Chattanooga soccer, is it not?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And look, it's it's so popular, anyways. For me, uh, the the amount of youth that play the sport in the country, and look, the I've mentioned the recruiting, the events that we go to, it's they're packed. And you're talking uh, hundreds of teams going to these things, and that that's only in this region, right? So the sport is is so popular in the United States, and obviously gaining momentum all over the world. And in Europe, it's it's massive right now. So Yeah, women's soccer is a big, big sport um, all over the globe, you know, and I I know the Olympics, sure, yeah, people get excited when the Olympics come around and those big type of events, but within those four years, there's still a ton of people playing and watching and supporting, and, yeah, hopefully it just continues to go in that way.
0: Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the pitch real soon. Thank you. Go Mox. Thanks to Coach McKinney for giving us some time, and we're excited to see the Mox back on the pitch soon. Make plans to see them this fall at the UTC Sports Complex, and thanks to Coach McKinney for his time, and we thank you for yours. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Until next time, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.